0: Starbeams out Say it. The Boogie Monster with Kyle Kinane and Dave Stone. Mean it. Say it again. The Boogie Monster with Kyle Kinane and Dave Stone. Oh, not
1: sexy, like real.
0: The Boogie Monster with Kyle Kinane and Dave Stone. Nailed
1: it. All right, we got an audio. Yeah. We got a visual. Uh Uh-huh. It's a little grainy, and uh, this might just be rudimentary. Don't get your hopes up, listeners. <laughs> oh boy, here, hey, here we are. We got, we're doing, we're doing it all, buddy. What's going on? How are you? Well, I, uh, I got into my cups a little bit. Yeah, got in my cups, having a having a little whiskey and soda, and I got some beers lined Kyle's up. Kyle's out
2: back messing with his cups. I
1: got into my cups.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um. It's been uh. Let's see, we're at, we're at May fifth already. Happy Cinco de Mayo <laughs> to any of yeah. our uh, to our uh, Mexican population or anybody planning mm-hmm. on somehow culturally appropriating this Mexican <laughs> holiday. You celebrating? I mean, we got as I've said before, we got our. Hello, freshes. We got a we got a, like a frijoles bowl in there. So I'm like, well, we can't really have can't have a full blown taco Tuesday night or a full blown Mexican meal, but we do have uh, Mexican adjacent food. So we're gonna have we're gonna have Mexican adjacent.
2: Okay, you know well, that's close
1: enough. New Mexico. You know what's sad? I could not tell you what country borders Mexico to the south.
2: Uh, Honduras maybe. Is it Honduras? Or, uh- well, Guatemala, maybe. Are you just? I, it might have a couple. Are you
1: throwing out wild th- guesses?
2: No, I think it's. I think it's Guatemala. If I had to guess, you want me? You want me to pull that up?
1: I That's mean, a good piece of trivia. We can go to. It'd be nice to know. We, we all, you know, we know who borders us. But ah, right now, if we're doing video, there'd be a map on the screen to help yeah. us.
2: I'm going to go ahead and guess that it's Guatemala. So let me see what uh, we've got here.
1: Cool. You're saying Guatemala. Damn it. We were, when we were there, there was a place like if you, it was uh, not far from where we were at. If you kept drove driving, you'd cross into. What do you got down there? Costa Rica. Hmm. I'm, I'm just looking it up because I'm gonna—I'll embarrass myself real bad by guessing. Yeah. Oh, Dave! Oh, that's right. We, Belize is where we would have gone from where if we drove Guatemala. Guatemala. You are right. If we would have driven mm-hmm. from Cancun or Tulum, we would have gotten to Belize. Okay, Belize, Guatemala. Then you got El Salvador, El Salvador, Honduras. Then You got Nicaragua, then you got Costa Rica, then you got Panama, and then you have Sur America. Medellin, Medellin, Colombia. You ever been to Mexico, Dave?
2: I have not. No, I've always wanted to go. Nope, I've been to San Diego. That's the closest I've gone.
1: It it is surprisingly close.
2: Yeah, like fifteen miles. From Tijuana to San Diego, something hop, like that.
1: Hop, skip, and a jump down there, buddy. Mm-hmm.
2: Do you need a passport to get into Mexico?
1: Um, it used to be that you didn't. Now you do, but now you can get a global entry card, which I think is, which I went through the process of getting global entry, and it's only for surface land travel between Canada, U.S., and Mexico. And uh, if you're okay. traveling abroad, it's I guess it's uh, kind of arrogant to say you're from America. Because there's two Americas, and nobody knows which part. You say United States, oh. to be clear. It's like yeah, a, we are. Uh, it's like if somebody kinda, said, I'm from we're Europe. We're self-centered in that regard. Yeah. yeah. Somebody's like, yeah. I'm from Europe. Like, well, that's just being. Oh, okay. That's just being elusive, you know? Yeah, or Asia. <laughs> that can mean anything. I'm from Asia. Dave, what's going on with you, man?
2: Oh, man, I'm good. uh, I'm good. I wish I had something exciting to report, but uh, in these quarantine times, not a whole lot uh, changes from week to week right now. But uh, my spirits are high. Uh, My cholesterol's up. Oh, really? Uh, (laughs) I'm assuming. I told you uh, mine was
1: down, right? I told you my blood pressure was down. Good for you. Well, I mean, I'm not. Uh,
2: What I mean is I've just been cooking like a bastard i've been cooking so much good stuff um because it's the really only routine i have now it's it's like what's for dinner that's that's the only routine i have is wake Dave. up fiddle around do some work goof off but the one constant is what's for dinner
1: so Dave, i've been cooking pretty much dinner. every day Hmm. so you just yeah you've been been well it up. we've all been putting on a couple extra lbs i get it Oh, Jeez, yeah been laying been laying around. Rachel's been, you know, I'm going to bake some cookies. I'm like, yeah, bake some cookies. Yeah. Then we're just going to eat all these cookies that came out of the oven? Fucking <laughs> okay, yeah, we are. You bet your ass we are. She make a good cookie? <clears throat> yeah, man. Chocolate chip. No fooling around. She's been, she d- dipped into that banana bread life. I told you about this. French toast. Yeah. French toast banana bread, dude.
2: Get out of town. Dog. Dude, I made French toast this week. That's mm-hmm. odd that you would say that. Uh, Katie w- went somewhere to some fancy bakery and got, like, some – I don't even know what kind it is, but some really artisan, good, bakery-fresh uh, loaf of something, and yeah. they cut it real thick. They cut it super thick, like inch-and-a-half thick slices. Yeah. So, like, the whole, the whole loaf only had, like, six slices, um, and we didn't know what to do with it. It was – it was too thick to make sandwiches out of. Double su- um,
1: do, half what do they call it half slice or double slice. Probably they don't call I it don't anything. Know. It's not a real thing. But. It was
2: it was your big boy, uh, but I made uh, made French toast out of it, and it was delightful. Uh-huh. I don't eat. I know it's hard to believe. I don't eat enough French toast, nor do I drink enough chocolate milk. It's
1: French toast is a simple breakfast thing that is so good. Mm-hmm. Yet I never made it for myself. And okay, I'll it's put. So easy. I'll put this to you. What bread? Uh-huh. You can do French toast with any bread.
2: Pretty much, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know if a, a rye, a, a Jewish rye, would work. But well, I mean, you could do it. I don't know if it would taste well.
1: Now, one of my all-time uh, favorite sandwiches, of which I don't know the name, eludes me right now because mm-hmm. Monte Cristo. Yeah. Now, Monte Cristo, when a place would do the bread as French toast, is that not normal or what?
2: I don't know. I don't know enough about the Monte Cristo to know how it comes standard. Dave. I'm aware of the sandwich, but... uh,
1: What are your opinions on it?
2: Oh, I like it. I like it. I don't recall having one made of French toast.
1: Because it's a sandwich. That's still breakfast. <clears throat> it's mm-hmm. ham, turkey, mm-hmm. Swiss cheese. Mm-hmm. Always comes with like strawberry jam or something with it. It's a sweet yeah. sandwich. Uh huh. But then they do the French toast for the bread. Ooh.
2: I mean, see, I like the Monte I, Cristo. Oh. I normally I don't like. I don't like a turkey sandwich. that has cranberry compote bullshit on it. I don't need
1: that. But we just went through your whole open-faced turkey sandwich infatuation.
2: Exactly, and I would never put god-awful cranberry slop on
1: it. But what about on the side, just hanging around for a little taste?
2: I don't, I, I, if I'm being honest, I don't understand what cranberry's doing on the plate at Thanksgiving to begin with.
1: It's adding a little, Get it's here. Adding a little citrus.
2: I don't need that. I I, I don't need that. It's It's, it's cutting through all the
1: butter and the fat. It's adding a little acid. Think about Thanksgiving. Where are you getting your acid from? Salt, fat, acid, (laughs) heat. I got the book. Rachel got it for me for Christmas. Where's the acid coming from in your Thanksgiving uh, dinner other than indigestion that comes up and handles it if you don't have enough acid? That's why yeah. that's how indigestion starts, is that you're not you don't you have don't have a balanced meal with acid in it. And so your body's like Is that
2: is that how that works? No, I didn't I never
1: thought about it that way. No, that's not. That's oh not you, you're full all. of shit. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Total You you had me going. Just yanking your crank, buddy. I'm easily fooled. But I'm saying, where's the acid coming from? A vinegary uh, scallop potato, perhaps? A German potato salad? Ooh, there you go. You know Ger- you know German potato salad vinegar vinegary potato salad oh
2: yeah yeah love it dude guess what guess what I made yesterday what
1: okay on. Oh, I, uh, I didn't see any pictures part of me wants to guess did it what go ahead. I saw you got your two jars your two fistible jars of Duke's mayo
2: <laughs> finally came in the mail it was a great day did you make something did Duke's Duke's you make something with mail.
1: that mayonnaise I sure did what the first day it arrived did you make Macaroni salad, close. A salad, a savory salad.
2: A, uh, technically, a it's a salad. It doesn't have salad in the word. But uh, what, what's what's something you would do with mayonnaise <laughs> and? Uh, uh, well, I can't say the other ingredient. Give it away. Oh, we'll we'll forego the suspense. Yeah, just spell I the- made coleslaw. I made homemade coleslaw, <clears throat> and. It was a delight, and I used that coleslaw to put upon my pulled pork sandwich. I made uh, a big old pork shoulder. I saw that picture. I
1: did see that picture.
2: Boy, howdy. Brioche bun, oven-roasted pulled pork. Notice I'm not saying barbecue. It's not barbecue. I wasn't able to smoke it, but I I braised it. I shouldn't even say oven-roasted. I braised it. I braised it in some beer. And uh, oh. pulled that shit apart, put it on a brioche bun with some homemade coleslaw. Mm. Get out of my face. Mm. Get out of my face, sir. Get into your face. Get into my face if you're the And then get out of my face. The coleslaw. Did you? Yeah, everybody else can get out.
1: I have, well, I, my, my one statement I want to say about coleslaw, I love the cheap shit. I, mm-hmm. Whenever it's like a place like we made our own coleslaw here, I'm like, this will be a letdown. But if I, know, <laughs> if I know you had to break the seal on a five-gallon bucket, that's the shit I want.
2: Oh. Dude, you know, you know what I did to my coleslaw? Trash coleslaw. Oh, yeah. I love it. Spicy, spicy coleslaw. Put a little cayenne. Oh, yeah. Season, a little oh, cayenne. Black pepper. Get a little heat. Even
1: black pepper. Oh, yeah. Pepper.
2: A lot of black pepper. But tricky. Yeah, it's so easy to make, by the way. Uh, it's not recipe time, but I'll throw it out there. It's so easy to make. Throw a couple uh well, it depends on how much you're making, but Throw you a couple glops of mayo in a bowl. Mm. Uh, hit it with a little white vinegar. Hit it with a little red wine vinegar. A uh, little bit of sugar. A little bit of salt, pepper. And then, uh, like I said, I did uh, some cayenne and some Cajun seasoning. And, oh, boy. I want. Real good time. You can Hit, hit it with a little lemon juice if you want. Is it, oh boy. Is
1: it wet? You got a wet slaw? You, is it like, I, don't want it, I don't want it drowning. I, I want mean, it's, a wet it's, slaw. It's,
2: it's oh, it's definitely wet. I you got to get the ratios right. You know you don't I, want it swimming. I you don't want, want it submerged. I
1: want trashy loose slaw. I want it. Like, I want it to look like somebody took good coleslaw, threw it on your car, and then you hosed <laughs> off your car. That's then I want that slaw. I want it to look like it was. Yeah. I want it to look like it was good coleslaw, hosed off with some <laughs> very thinly diluted milk water. Mm. Yeah. Oh, love it! Oh boy, tr- it was good. Oh, just some trash I can swim in.
2: Did, little green cabbage, little uh, little grated carrot, little red onion. Oh boy! Oh
1: yeah, I, I'm with real you good. On, I'm with you on that. Did you, Did you get a new smoker since your other one burnt out?
2: No, no.
1: Right.
2: I had a smoker, but it that's uh, I didn't want a collateral damage. Yeah, I
1: didn't want you to feel it's. Smoker, yeah, ironically, went up in flames.
2: Yeah, smoker, we lost that in the fire of
1: eighteen. <laughs> oh, it's been two years. <laughs> well, I'm excited about that slaw. Uh, what I didn't make it. We did our hello freshes. We got psh, Rachel, bless her heart, tried to do a nice thing, get pizza Hut yesterday. She got pan. She got the her hand tossed. Ugh.
2: you didn't like the hand tossed? It's a waste of time. Dude, it's, it's, I enjoyed mine. I like it was a, fine. I like a it was crispy. Fine. I like a thin and crispy. But sometimes I've sometimes it's like eating a, a saltine cracker pizza.
1: You know. I'm we in a, a little something to. I'm to in a pizza
0: to.
1: for toppings. Hmm. And then cheese, and then sauce, and then crust. Yeah. If. If you just gave me what I ordered on a pizza on a plate with no crust, just like a bunch of cheese with ingredients mm-hmm. I like with some sauce, if you had a nothing Parmesan, I would eat it. Okay,
2: you know a nothing. But par- yeah, I, I see what you're saying. Just a par- or a uh, n- like a noodleless lasagna. Yeah, like
1: a, like a Parmesan minus the host, uh, mm-hmm. minus the host. Why why does Parmesan Ooh, I just, need to have a host? Why does it have to have chicken is, or veal to exist? Is this a dish?
2: Does this exist? Uh Portobello
1: mushroom parmesan? Uh for the vegetarians? It, if it is, you're gonna figure it out. We did Boy, howdy. we did some stuffed mushroom things here. Portobellas, mm-hmm. I mean, I obviously um portobellas, a fat all female acapella group just putting it, <laughs> just putting it out there um if oh, boy. if have you had I mean have you had a portobello mushroom in a while dave
2: it's been a while but uh back when i used to eat them i enjoyed them they get- that was uh not a go to i would say a staple but that made its uh, appearance from time to time in my vegetarian life back in the day.
1: If you just need a big slab of earthiness in whatever dish you're making, portobello's going to do it. Mm-hmm. Rinse them off, though. They get they can get a little wet oh, a yeah. little bit. The yeah. sliminess doesn't bother me because I love mushrooms mm-hmm. any way, mm-hmm. shape, or form. But mm-hmm. those, like, yeah, you just have the big old portabella. You fill it mm-hmm. with whatever. You know what you're doing with this, Dave. This is a recipe mm-hmm. that you could throw to the vegetarian folk out there. I could try uh-huh. and make it. I can make it here, and mm-hmm. I'll be like so easy. Even Kyle could make it, which has got to be some sort <laughs> of a, a seal of approval for inept dipshits out there. Like, well, Kyle figured it out. I guess we can go for it. But man, slicing a, like, slicing a portabella up for like fajitas if you don't have a like steak or chicken, yeah. and you are you trying to do vegetables? Oh God damn, I love mushrooms. Oh. Girl,
2: I mean, I know eggplant parmesan's a thing, ah. but if I'm being honest, uh, sometimes eggplant—it's uh, a, a bit of a letdown. It's 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 a whole bunch of uh, it's all hat and no
1: cowboy. If you I know? yeah, if I can pull showbiz into it, it's like when you have a stand-in because like oh we got to get the lighting right. Let, yeah. Hey, you know what? St- st- veal's supposed to be the star, but we're still trying to get the lighting right. Can we get eggplant in here? And then eggplants, like, yeah, I guess so, because they kind of have a similar hairdo or something. Yeah, but they work for scale. I do not. Yeah, eggplants kind of a. I'm never excited about it. I'll, t- I'll say that. There's rarely any yeah, food. Yeah, I'm th- never. I, it's close to being a food I just straight up, I'm like, I don't want that. I'd like, I dislike it. Yeah. But there's really no food I dislike, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. Other than cilantro. You don't like cilantro? <laughs> I'm one of those people, it just doesn't click with me. Mm hmm. Cilantro or ginger? It all tastes like you're just. It's like you're, you're like it's like you're giving the food a whore's bath. Oh, ginger! You don't like some ginger in some Asian food? I like gin, oh I like ginger ale. I yeah. like it as maybe a little bit of an ingredient, but it, I'm a broken mm-hmm. record when it comes to like a sushi. Nah, get it out of here. Eat. Yeah. Just let me just put lay my head on the bathroom sink underneath the hand soap, and you could just pump a mouthful of it into me.
2: Oh boy. Dude, so I made uh, I made the whatever I was just talking We've about. We've abandoned I've the made, idea that
1: this is a show about anything anymore, right? Yeah. Okay.
2: I literally <laughs> forgot what we're talking about. I made Oh yeah, I made pulled pork sandwich. Yeah, you did. I al- I also did, uh, a couple days before, I made lasagna. Made a nice fat stupid traditional homemade lasagna.
1: Garfield, five and, paws. Oh, five paws up. Oh boy.
2: It was it was a good time. Real good time. Uh,
1: what you yeah, put in man,
2: I put you. some you uh, dude, you know what the star of the show is? You know what you know it's one of the most underrated ingredients in Italian cooking? Mm. Ricotta cheese. Oh yeah I I love the ragot.
1: Hello ragot.
2: Oh boy. I love it. I love it on a pizza. I love it in lasagna. You're correct. I'll put it in a fucking milkshake. What do You're I care?
1: Correct. Have you had it in ice cream?
2: No, I was joking, but that's a thing.
1: I think I've had it in ice cream. Okay, I, how'd that work I, out for you? I there was some. There was some ice cream. I went to one of them fancy. This is all right to everybody listening. It seems like boutique ice cream places are preposterous, Uh and obviously they're not really available right now. But when you do get the chance, and once you get done, by rights scoffing at the price, go in there Mm -hmm. and get two scoops of some real weirdo shit. Okay. You know what? It was mascarpone cheese. It wasn't
0: ricotta.
1: Ooh. There you go. Yeah. It was mascarpone. It was mascarpone. It was a cheese. I knew it was a type of cheese, but it was um, okay. But get, I would say like Earl Grey tea ice. Get weird ice cream. Mm. I only would get it because it was on the walk from the grocery store back home by us, and I would always laugh Uh at that place. And then I went and I tried it, and I was like, "God damn it! You can still have which place? It's it's like next to UCB on Franklin in that little strip. Okay, I don't." It's like Van Van Llewellyn or something. Mm. You gotta pay something stupid. It's stupid. Yeah, you're gonna pay like ten bucks for a two scoops mm-hmm. of ice cream in a cone. But the fact that you they let you try. They they're happy to give you samples. Yeah, so you can try all this weird shit. You don't even have to buy. It. Don't feel pressure to buy. It. Go in, and sample shit. Mm-hmm. But some of that weirdo ice cream. Oh goddamn man, it's. Dude. You got me. You, you got me. You've
2: been to Jenny's in Los Feliz?
1: Isn't that the one that they say is part of the conspiracy, that all the liberals are always promoting Jenny's ice cream? No, I'm unfamiliar mm-hmm. with that conspiracy. There, I saw it. Uh, granted, I saw it on the Reddit conspiracy thread, which is uh, mm-hmm. just a, th- a flowing river of diarrhea. But about how like Elizabeth Warren is like, I'm just at home during quarantine and their fridge is filled with Jenny's ice cream and somebody else Hmm. had like a photo op at Jenny's ice cream and maybe Jenny's ice cream just donates to these campaigns. I don't know,
2: but it's amazing. Well, first of all, I thought Jenny's was just a little independent mom and pop ice creamery in L.A., But uh, And maybe it is. I don't know where they're based out of. I just assumed it was a a single branch mom and pop. But you can buy it in some of the grocery stores around here
1: now. Well, Elizabeth Warren knows. Conspiracy Mm -hmm. theory. Jenny's ice cream. About to take over the Democratic Party.
2: Brown butter almond brittle. Holy shit. Yeah, girl. Maybe the best ice cream I've ever had. Brown butter almond brittle. Jenny's ice cream. BBAB
1: put that in your face. Oh boy, I'm I, getting hungry. I'm scared I'm scared to start falling in love with desserts. Yeah, me too. We're too me late. Too. We're too late. I, we're we're <laughs> in this we're too late in the day of our lives to start really getting horny for desserts. Desserts, I mean that's the that's a young man's game. That's
2: the only thing I got going for me dietarily is that I don't have a big sweet tooth. If if I had my appetite and my uh uh what's the word i'm looking for why am i fat other than lack of discipline and self-control immobility Um, uh uh no not not that um depression lack uh, of self-respect metabolism if i had my appetite and my metabolism and i had a giant sweet tooth oh god i'd already be dead
1: (laughs) uh well also if you quit drinking i notice if i take a break from drinking Mm-hmm. Ooh, girl, that sweet tooth skyrockets. Oh, yeah. oh, it, it comes out. In the booze it's vicious. As I, <laughs> I shake my tumbler at the camera, which may or may not still be recording. I don't know. <laughs> well, and
2: the way I look at it is like you need regular food, you need nourishment. You know, so, okay, yeah, maybe I don't need two helpings of lasagna, but you, you got to eat a dinner, right? Yeah, you don't. We don't. By nature, biologically, we don't need dessert. What oh. desserts? Fun. I enjoy it, but that's how I justify. Like, like, okay, yeah, maybe I eat a little too much, but at least this is stuff I actually need. I at least I'm not indulging on dessert. Can I?
1: Can I move to the idea that like, I would love to know, like, psychologically, people that are conspiracy theorists if they think that their own mind comes up with conspiracies for their way of life. And like, like, well, if I eat twice as much at dinner, I won't be hungry for breakfast. Like that's some sort of like, you're trying to trick your own shit. Like that's a conspiracy theory for your body. Maybe the the concept of dessert exists because Mm -hmm. the food would be so bad. Like just eat this gruel, but Mm -hmm. the sweet treat after Mm -hmm. the fact. Is what you you have that to look forward to? Well, it works
2: on you when you're a kid.
1: Yeah, get through all the. If you finish this trash, you get a reward. So that's a Mm -hmm. that's like a like. You know what we've never done is culinary conspiracies. Oh, okay. We've never talked about how like why maybe certain foods got popular or like how. You know, fast food have, has, uh, Patton Oswald has that bit about how there's test markets for new fast food ideas. And I remember mm-hmm. seeing him yeah. at the old Largo. He's like, you know, like, I think KFC had like the mega leg. It was uh, <laughs> yes. the mega leg. <laughs> you don't know about it, but you know who does? Louisville, Kentucky. They have the eyeballs yeah. to prove it. <laughs> <laughs> but i stuff like like stuff like i mean there's the easy stuff that kfc can't be called k or kentucky fried chicken because it was like all oh, fake meat attached to tubes which was grotesque and now that's actually what happens and people are hoping for it because like me like oh i don't want to kill animals but i still want a sweet sweet chicken leg so if it's if the whole chicken exists but it's neck just goes into a tube connected to some sort of oscillating machine. That'd be great. Ugh,
2: I didn't. I never knew the details on that. Can you expand on that? There's
1: no details. It was just a children's fable of that Kentucky Fried Chicken changed the name to KFC, probably for some ridiculous marketing shit. Like we got to spend more ink to write out Kentucky Fried Chicken on our ah. buckets and papers and packaging instead of just writing KFC. It's easier for people like, where do you want to go tonight? Oh, do you want to go to Kentucky Fried Chicken? McDonald's. And then you just go to McDonald's. If mm. you say Kentucky KFC, boom, catchy. But everybody's like, well, they can't call it that because it's not chicken anymore. It's just like mm. chicken pods that grow off of tentacles from a machine that creates fake chickens. I wouldn't put it past them. Well, it's garbage. I mean but now where it's like how close can you get this fake meat to the real thing of which i'm the mm-hmm. uh, in the sites for that kind of marketing i'm like oh yeah it, but i guarantee you that wasn't kfc's intention you know
2: if they're doing no, that, what you suggested there no. you know, it's not it's not to uh to substitute actual meat it's no i doubt ugh, that's ugh. what it
1: was cuz yeah can you still call everything burgers cuz burger can be anything yeah. as long as it's like circular between two buns Burger's not a cut of beef. But, but like, we've never covered that kind of, like, how Burger King uh, intentionally pumps the smell from their broilers out into the street so you smell it when you go by. Like, that's an on-purpose thing. That makes sense. Yeah, you smell Burger King? Like, shit, I'll go have Burger King. It smells great. They purposely put the smell out there. Mm. Taco Bell will never tell you anything about what happens. All the I- all what well, we talk, I mean, all this stuff like Arby's <laughs> like what like the meat comes in a bag that you rehydrate. We covered all these ideas, but there's got to mm. be more higher up ideas of like FDA conspiracies or how somebody got one product through. I mean, granted, we're just bullshit. Now we haven't researched it, but that could be a topic. That really bridges Mm -hmm. the gap between what we thought we were as a podcast and what we truly are. (laughs) (laughs) Just two people who are going to die prematurely from what they do to their bodies.
2: Oh, boy. Well, this is the Boogie Monster.
0: Oh, yeah, if you're just Um, tuning in
2: half hour in. That's Kyle. And uh, we thought we'd uh, do what we did last month. And uh, throw you guys some leftover uh, Q's and A's from our monthly bonus Patreon Q&A. If you're unfamiliar, we have a Patreon set up. You guys can check it out. four bucks a month patreon.com slash boogiemonster. And uh, what you get for those four bucks a month, you get two two wonderful pieces of content every month. You get the bonus Q&A episode that uh, you, you don't get on your regular feed if you're not a patron. And then you get whatever bullshit I feel like doing that month, whether it be Dave's Kitchen uh, Dave's record room or Dave's kitchen Q&A regardless Dave puts um, the heavy
1: lifting into the podcast
2: let's yeah. be honest
1: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah let's, the heavy let's be honest
2: But uh what we did last month uh we had so we get we get quite a few uh questions on those monthly Q&As mm-hmm. and uh in lieu of doing a 5 hour episode uh we take uh whatever questions we didn't get to last month and uh, we put them out in a regular episode so I thought we'd maybe do that again uh
1: Today, Yeah, and also, like, diving into, like, we can talk about the reality of the world and coronavirus and how it's scary or it's not scary and it's all one big, uh, uh, you know, NWO plot to control human beings, which it's mm. not. Or we can take these your questions.
2: fucking protesters. The, don't get me started on these idiots with their stupid AR-15s and their bulletproof vests. You seen these idiots? At the Michigan
1: State Capitol. Ugh. Is it? And and they've they've had the highest rates. And I'll be honest, this is the part where I'm curious, like, all right, now the the death rates are spiking. But, yeah, are the numbers coming from nursing homes? It it doesn't make it right, and I'm not agreeing with it. But it's Mm -hmm. like, all right, people in a nursing home are stuck in a nursing home. And they're old. And if somebody gets sick and then the, it's contagious and it spreads everybody in the nursing home, and they're more susceptible to infection. So I'm not saying, and I'm not saying it's okay. But look at where, like, what's the death rate spiking at? Is it because nursing home rates mm-hmm. are dying? It's still not good. It still means we need to isolate. So people in nursing homes don't die. Guess who has mm-hmm. the most information about history? Older people. That was one of the, I don't know if it was like some high school morality question that was like put up to us in a class. Like who do you save on a sinking ship? Do you save babies or do you save old people? The idea that babies, Oh, they're babies. They have so much more. Or do you save old people? Cause they have so much more knowledge about the world and at least, at least history they can recap or knowledge and information that you can extract from them. Look at them as a resource. Mm-hmm. So let's stop acting like old people are so disposable and realize that's what you have from old people is decades more of experience than any of us have had. And that's why you view them as a human being. that's part of the world. God damn it. All right. Where did I go on?
2: Dude. Sorry. That's weird that you brought that up. I was thinking about old people and their value to society today. I really was. I was watching a, um, I ran across something on YouTube. I don't I don't know when it was from. I would have to guess it was probably from the mid to late 40s. But it was some uh, TV talk show, and it's called something like uh, What's My Secret or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they brought on – one of the contestants was like a 96-year-old dude. And if you do that math, you think about in the 1940s, or yeah. early 1950s, a 96-year-old dude came on, and his secret was – and it, it, he seemed believable, and the math checks out – but he witnessed. He was in Ford's Theater the day that Kennedy got assassinated. I'm sorry, Lincoln, Lincoln. got
1: assassinated. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <That laughs> if he saw Kennedy get assassinated, he's a time
2: traveler. <laughs> <laughs> but think about that. Like they they were just talking to this old man, and he was like, "Yeah, I was 16 years old, and I was at that show, and I heard the gunshot, and the president died." Like that's insane that we even have video of a guy talking about witnessing Lincoln's execution.
1: I mean, and just think about somebody being born in 1900 that you got to mm -hmm. see air travel and automotive travel blossom. And from the first flight, it was within 50 years that we went to the moon. Allegedly. yeah, That's crazy. But to, to, Think about what you could witness, and they, I mean, and and we're not, and we're still, you know, what people are, we, we we're still witnessing these things. They're not outward; they're not large ideas mm-hmm. like uh, traveling in despair. I mean, some of them are, yeah, of course, but we're kind of doing that. That's been going for somebody like you and I, who are in our forties. But do you ever think about how you can, uh, you know, here's old, old man corner. But before iPhones, even just cell phones. I've been watching uh, Better Call Saul. It's all set in the early 2000s. So everybody had flip Mm -hmm. phones and it was like, oh, this is pretty convenient that I have a phone that I can call people. But Mm -hmm. not all the knowledge you could possibly need to help someone who's uh, injured. Quick, look it up on your phone. Find directions Mm -hmm. to the hospital. Quick, anybody can be like a you know, one third an expert at any subject within a few months. And I think we kind of take that for granted because it's just in our pocket and it's not some grand uh, gesture like going to the moon or anything.
2: Well, and we've brought this up before, but it still blows my mind. You and I are in the unique window of time to where when I was an, I went through my entire high school career and didn't know or know what it was or utilize the internet. Now it existed, but it wasn't commonplace. It existed
1: for college universities and the government. It
2: didn't exist I didn't, for
1: us. I didn't get on the
2: internet until my freshman year of college. So my entire high school career or what? Huh? No, I don't know what you're talking about. Internet. No. I don't know what that is. I mean that and to think about how crazy that is. And we because sa- it's such a part of our of the world now. Yeah, we sound but we didn't, sound like people didn't use it.
1: To, I'm sorry, I cut you off. Go ahead, I'm sorry. No, no, go ahead. I was saying, like, like, we sound like to somebody who's 25, we sound like somebody like, I used to get on a horse-drawn carriage. Yeah. To get across town. Like, that's how ridiculous that sounds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really is crazy. And guess what? If somebody having a kid now is going to have that experience 30 years into their life. In mm-hmm. 2050, yep. a kid born now is gonna be like, "Oh man, we just had the internet. We didn't have virtual reality. You sit at home and tour the sights of the world from." And that's, I mean, that's that's my theory. Is like, when do we just become pod people? What this is? Mm-hmm. All right, let's well. let, let's go. Exa- <laughs> okay, let's go to that right now. We're yeah. already. Is this? I'm entertaining things I don't necessarily believe in. So listeners just mm-hmm. be aware. I'm not saying this is what's happening, but what if this is just like a good setup to like get used to being isolated? Like, Oh, we've all realized that a lot of jobs can be done from home and people like it. Cause you could have your groceries delivered to home. If you're mm-hmm. now, we only look at super tech savvy people Or like nerds or incels or something that are like full bore VR goggles having sex with five women virtual reality style with a, you know, a a, a plug into the wall, fleshlight on their cock. (laughs) I mean, but it's not but that's not I mean, it's it's funny, but it's also not outlandish if you can create all the. Pleasures and stimulus mm-hmm. that you can get from another person without the idea of having to interact, about the without mm-hmm. the idea of having to be a human and figure out how to make someone like you enough to have sex with you, or even base level, call you know, pay money for a sex worker to come over and have sex with you. Without mm-hmm. that interaction, why? Why wouldn't you? Why would you? I mean, yeah, go?
2: if you wanted to, you could live that way right now.
1: Your physical, your yeah. physical appearance doesn't matter anymore. Mm-hmm. You could be whatever you want with your avatar. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, and I, everybody can chime into whatever movie this already is. What is this? The Matrix? Is that what it is? <laughs> Did I make that joke last huh? week about the red pill? I'm not sure. I don't know. My, I I didn't know. Hey, I didn't know. I didn't know it was required to dip those red pills in fudge. You fucking <laughs> you chunky dorks. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot the camera's going, and I still put my hand up like I'm doing a secret to the microphone for you, because the visual I know uh, is funny to me to do. Well, I appreciate that. But it was just a joke about like, why, why is all these conspiracy incels Like, why, but why bother taking care of yourself? If your only power is your mind and your, how you can handle computers, how you can work from home, your appearance won't matter anymore. Mm-hmm. Your appearance is just, you know, the last thing you need to think about you just plug in, put your headset on. Would you do it, Dave? Would you do that?
2: Nah, I still got to get out of the house and wander around. Not yet, anyway. Maybe when I retire, I might hit an age where, like, all right, I'm done with everything. So I'll just operate my life from my sofa and deal with it. But, I mean, if you think of that, like, even educating yourself and, and, and experiences, and I know it's not a substitute for the real thing, but, you know, you could watch documentaries about any place on the world in the world you know you could watch old episodes of anthony bourdain and travel to exotic places and get perspectives from people from different places and you know there's 5 billion documentaries that you could watch to educate yourself on any number of topics like the the fulfillment and the the life experience that you can get now mm-hmm. without even leaving the home and again i know it's not a substitute for the real thing but as opposed to you know, 50 years ago, if you wanted to know what it was like in Argentina, maybe you could find a book about it or something. But other than reading find, a book about it or, or going there, you're never going to have any knowledge of what that place is like. you find now,
1: a 70-year-old who was 20 years yeah. old in Argentina 50 years ago and could tell you like, yeah. with tangible experience. It's True. I mean... I I view pornography much like other people do. I think I think I think I think some other people might. I don't think it's a secret. I think some other people might also view pornography.
2: One time I tweeted, I thought this was funny and sarcastic, and I thought people would understand the joke, but I just said, Hey, what are some good pornography websites I should check out? Um like like the guy who's just now getting into it, like the guy who's just now getting into yoga. Yeah. And I like every, I had like 30 responses of like legitimate porn sites. It's like, yeah, it as a joke. You, I'm aware of what's out there.
1: I always love misspelling, like, oh, porn hub, but I hit, but a porn hu- hum or something. And somebody's got that site. Somebody's <laughs> figured out the misspelling of what you might stumble onto. Oh. But imagine, like, I lo- like, as dumb as it is, like the optimism of somebody's going, you know what? Somebody's going to misspell Pornhub. And they're going to come over to Pornhuck. And when they do, <laughs> I'm there for them. <laughs> when they need uh, discounted sunglasses or whatever that whatever that website is that they're like if just one person <laughs> out of however many millions of people are searching for Pornhub is like, "You know what? I did have a Raging red heart on, and was just <laughs> looking for a, a visual aid. But as a matter of fact, a, a, a new food processor has crossed my mind. Uh, this boner can wait. These are great savings. Like I, there's a there's an optimistic spirit there that you can't shake. That, that I'm like, hey, somebody's thinking ahead of the game, and good, good on you. I've never looked like, at this uh, site. <laughs>
2: Like Hampton Yunt, you know, he uploaded his latest special to Pornhub. <laughs> Imagine the people that just stumbled upon that on that website and then still watched it. Like, well, I was about to take care of some business, but I'll get a few laughs at this guy.
1: But okay, uh, now I wonder what crowd like. I here's a joke I've been doing, and I'm not proud of it. And I do I I need to change my attitude. But the joke I've been doing is like. I don't pay for porn, but I overtip the pizza delivery guy. So that's like trickle-down economics, right? Anyway, <laughs> that's the joke, and I'm ashamed to admit that I, I don't pay for it. Because I keep thinking, like, well, I don't need it, so it's just there. And so I just kind of look at it because it's there. Who does? Who pays for porn now? Many people do. And you should. Really? If you, if you look at it, you should. And I'm a hypocrite, and I don't. And I, I, It's because... I think the idea that if you start paying for it, there's a level of uh, accountability and shame. Like I, I pay for porn. I must have a problem. It's like, think about any other service. We're comedians, Dave, we're not Mm -hmm. necessary. But if somebody only just watched comedy all the time, every day, Mm -hmm. even, but never (laughs) kicked down a few bucks for it a month, even for a service. And be like, man, this is what I do for a living. I know it's not necessary, but you seem to find it necessary as a viewer. You look at it every day. I'm talking. This sounds
2: like a joke, but it's a legit question. Do the same way you and I get paid every time someone streams a track on Spotify or something?
1: No, that's how these porn sites. Yeah, that's how they work. Yeah, is
2: that is okay? So these 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 gals and and whomever they're every time we click on, they're they're getting a, a nickel.
1: Yeah, but you're not like, I mean, think about like you watch a clip from a special. The idea is to watch the whole special. And I, I'm not, I never have a need to watch whole back in the old days, but I've only come to enjoy pornography in the digital age. So yeah, I'm, I apologize to, uh, uh, you never bought a videotape back when I had maybe a couple mm-hmm. two or three that, you know, you know, you hid mm-hmm. and you can find a special time to watch them. Mm-hmm. But nowadays it's like, no, I need like five minutes of it and I get, I'm done with my business.
0: Yeah. But
1: you're like, oh yeah, there's the people that you see, but there's a camera guy. There's the lighting guy. There's the crew guy. There's craft services just like any other production. And I'm telling, I'm saying this outward as much as I'm saying this inward. I should pay for this. I use hmm. it. I look at it. It's not necessary, but I sure as shit look at it. Why not pay for it? It's ridiculous. Um I forgot my whole point of what I was what I was saying.
2: You should just go analog, man. You should just just
1: go back to VHS and magazines. I don't want stuff that's around I don't even like C <laughs> I don't even like having music CDs. I don't want pornography. <laughs> At least music, you only have to hide some of that when somebody comes over. <laughs> Oh, I don't know where man. I was going with that whole concept. I, uh, okay. I was ramping up to a good idea, and I lost it. I feel bad. Mm-hmm. I understand. Well, should we get into
2: uh, some of these cues real quick?
1: Now? Might as well, huh? I mean, we can give them one or two. I thought we were I, thought we were t- I was, uh, talking about the demise of the human race as a physical species until we turned into all globs just like how KFC made their chicken. Is that? Mm-hmm. Well, eventually, a sector of society will become that—just a, a gelatinous, masturbating blob that <laughs> that still that still has enough of a, a phone presence that you can call them for customer service. I've, that's how I envision call centers anyway. Or anytime, wow. anytime I get like a spam phone call from some other country about like if I want to buy Viagra, I just look at it as like some sort of a. Morphing blob with tubes coming off of it into smaller blobs that have a headset on. And they call me and ask me if I want Cialis. Anyway, yeah, questions. Yeah, we'll do questions.
2: <laughs> Anything else on your mind this week? You've been shredding? What have you been doing with your time? I haven't this
1: week? done shit, man. I've been lazy, nope. I've been a real bum. I've been a bum and I don't feel good about it. I got no schedule. I'm I'm I I, and I need something that tells me to go into the world or go out at least into the daylight. I've been watching mm -hmm. the Better Call Saul. I've been watch I got two episodes left. That's what I'm Uh, once I finish that I'll be released from my O C D about finishing a series. Two episodes left in the whole series? Yeah, I started about a week and a half ago. Okay. Is uh what's available
2: now? Are you is that 5 season 5 all, or what?
1: Uh, yeah, all of them are on uh, 1 through 4s on Netflix. 5 I bought on the AMC app for like 20, okay. 20 bucks for 5 episodes. See what I mean? Like about the, you pay for all this other stuff. If you look at porn, yeah. these people are working. I've convinced myself I should pay for this and I will change my I'll change my ways. Or I'll stop I haven't or I'll stop looking at porn. But who the fuck am I? <laughs> oh, I, I have I couldn't part with five dollars a month for a Pornhub <laughs> subscription because I'm so morally superior. That's not who I am.
2: Oh man, I haven't seen this episode yet. I don't know if it's a season four, or season five. But uh, my good buddy James Austin Johnson, he was in there, makes an up, <clears throat> and he, he he got whacked, right? Okay, I didn't, want,
1: I didn't want to spoil it for you or anybody else.
2: No, I think I knew that part. So, but is that season five or four? Season
1: he's in? In five.
2: Joe is okay.
1: in it throughout.
2: Yes, I've seen Joe in there. Yeah, Joe's great um,
1: on that. Oh, I thought there's another comic that I saw in there. Lavelle Crawford, who was also in Breaking um, Bad. And who's who lost a lot uh, of weight, Lavelle Crawford. Yeah, he has. Which makes sense. Uh, who's he, the, he, oh, that dude's so fucking funny. Oh, if yeah. If people don't know, he's like the big, fat, black uh, guy that works for Bob Odenkirk's character. Uh-huh. And uh, as a stand-up. Holy shit, man!
2: Yeah, he's a beast. <laughs> Who's the other comic? Uh, the weird guy, and oh, I say Fadum. That, uh, Josh Fadem's in it. Josh Fadem. Josh, Josh Fadem's in, in it. Yeah. Josh it. Awesome, I say that too. as a compliment. I'm not dissing him. I like his weird uh, brand of stand yeah, up, but very physically. Does there.
1: physical comedy as a stand up? And I've yeah. never seen anybody do physical comedy as a stand up where the audience as a whole was genuinely concerned <laughs> for his well-being <laughs> because of how like take whatever kind of uh you know charlie chaplin or or um oh what's the other man was the guy that hell hung off the clock buster keaton but or buster keaton or the the, the other guy that hung off the clock and thing? either way fade would mm-hmm. do this thing where he just kind of like gets on stage as a comic and falls down but he would fall down so aggressively.
0: Yeah.
1: Like, even for some, like me, who have, <laughs> I've seen, I'm like, oh, this guy's, this is gonna be good. Fatem's on. Even then, I would watch it because I'm like, I am very concerned for his own well being. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. and he's not, he doesn't do physical comedy at all in this. He's just a dickhead, which is yeah. very funny. And he's, cause yeah. he's not that at all. Uh, Oh, man. And it's so, oh, it's, it's another one of those things where like dudes that are just funny weirdos. That mm-hmm. got jobs, you're so happy for them. Yeah. Because they weren't, you weren't trying to like grind and really hustle in Hollywood. You just moved here because you're funny to everybody and you still got work. <laughs> and you got work because yep. of it. That's, that's what I like to see. And between Fatum, Lavelle Crawford, and Joe DeRosa, three like stand ups that are like, oh man, I'm glad you guys got work. That's great for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, what are we, where we doing? I got two more drinks to get uh, to.
2: Let me, let me switch gears here. I need your, uh, I need your opinion on this. My opinion? Okay?
1: Well, I'm, I'm, so, yeah. I'm so cautious to offer that, Dave. I
2: feel like you would be a good judge on this topic. Um, this is something I've been dealing with for a few weeks. Okay. Um, homeless people rooting through my trash cans.
0: Mm-hmm. All
2: right. I talked about this on the Stonebergs, but it's an ongoing problem. And I had another confrontation the other day. Not confrontation, but, uh, you know, I went out and talked to this dude. All right, where I live, I got a fourplex. We got a quadplex building here right in Long Beach. So there's four units uh, in this building. And in the back of the building is uh, back of the property. Outside obviously is where we keep all the trash cans. Yum. Uh Each apartment, each apartment has their own trash can, and then we've got two purple trash cans where we keep all the recyclable stuff.
1: Purple in Long Beach, huh?
2: Yeah. Uh huh. Okay. So, and I get, and my particular block, my particular part of town, uh, trash day and recycle day is Friday morning. Mm-hmm. So Thursday <laughs> night. Uh, I'll I'll take all. Sometimes I'll take all the trash cans out. We, we got a bunch, a, a good crew of neighbors here. Whoever goes out and takes the trash cans up to the uh, to the curb, they will usually do all of them. So uh, if I don't, you know, if somebody beats me to it, then the next morning when it's all done, I'll make sure to go out and take all of them back.
1: Be a neighbor. So anyway, for my, sure. yeah,
2: be neighborly. My point is, it's in the the trash cans are in the rear of the property okay mm-hmm. um there's a little driveway that separates our building from the, it's a shared driveway between my building and the next building anyway rear of the property private property the back of the property is where we keep all the trash cans and i get if you're a homeless person and you're trying to rummage through uh, trash cans and find uh recyclables and turn them into the to the recycle recycle bank and get your get your coins and all that i get that yeah. but here's my question a they, they just they, they just sashay back there with this, and I know it's weird to call a homeless person entitled, but there is this sense of entitlement of like, hey, I live here too. I'm just going to walk to the back of your property and root around your fucking trash. Now, mm-hmm. I don't mind if you, I don't necessarily, well, first of all, I would prefer you just wait till Thursday night or Friday morning <clears throat> until the trash cans are up on the curb. I feel once it's on the curb, it's it's fair game for anybody. I get that. But two problems. A, they wander to the back of the property, private property, and they deal with all that and rummage through it. And second of all, they know which trash cans are the recyclables, or at least you should know. You should yeah. know that um, – hold on one – let me pause real quick. We just got a delivery. I don't want someone What'd to What did you get a it. delivery
1: of? I don't know. Hold on. I, I don't – yeah, I'll, I'll hang out. I'll entertain people. With, I mean, now that we're doing uh, visuals and such, I got, oh, I got, sh- that's, I could show you guys, hey everybody, it's me, Kyle, look, there's my remote control cars, underneath here is a slash two-wheel drive with a low center of gravity chassis, that's uh, just a rolling chassis right now, it's a team associated, SC10, discontinued. It's just a fun car drive. Put street tires on it. Over there, oh man, that's that E Revo Six S. That son of a bitch goes. It goes real fast. <laughs> Up, all right, I'm back. Oh, Sorry okay. About that. All right, that's all right. I was just doing a little. Can't leave. Uh, can't leave parcels
2: sitting on the front stoop too long. They'll get snatched. No,
1: No, I know that lifestyle. I got you. I, I hear you.
2: I just. All right, I I, I'm show, rambling
1: here. I was showing people my uh, remote control cars. <laughs>
2: I'm rambling. I'll get to my point. All right. A, I don't necessarily like that they're walking all the way to the back of the property and treating it as their own. Mm -hmm. And B, help yourself to the purple trash can. I get it. There's glass and aluminum in there that you could uh, turn in for, for money. I get that. Don't rummage through my regular trash. I got a real problem with that because, you know, I don't have a shredder. I should have a shredder, but there's still... There's personal stuff in there, you know, mail and bills and whatnot. And it's like, hey, man. And I, I confronted a guy the other day. Guy went back there. He's rooting mm. through the regular trash. And first of all, a couple weeks ago, somebody went back there, rooted through the regular trash, and they just rip open the trash bags and rummage through it. And there's fucking there's carrots and bills and tissue paper just flying everywhere. Mm. Just leave it all on the ground. So first of all, fuck that. But second of all, I told the guys, like, hey, man, you looking for recyclables? And he mumbled something at me. I'm like, feel free to rummage through the purple ones. Uh, those those cans have what you're looking for. Don't rummage through the black cans. That's our personal trash. And he got a fucking attitude with me. He goes, what's the difference between personal trash? I go, well, uh, I got bills and personal shit in my
1: trash. <laughs> I got my Social Security number in there. So appreciate i appreciate mean, it if you didn't go through that one. Because you could just steal my identity and get all $83 (laughs) I got in my account. Exactly. That's
2: my point.
1: And even regardless,
2: even if I didn't have a point, hey, man, this is private property. How about you wait till trash day and do it out on the curb? And like, okay, I'm not going to enforce that. Like, I get it. If you need to go back there and grab my bottles and cans, that's fine. But stay the hell out of my damn regular trash and they just they're and again I know it's weird to accuse a homeless person of being entitled but there is this sense of entitlement of like well that's my stuff now well you're on my property how about you piss off
1: mm-hmm. uh can I can I offer a counterpoint to that Dave Yeah <clears throat> I mean first off a lot of homeless people are mentally ill so your chance of yeah. reasoning with them are kind of out the window on that that's true. Uh, some people are going back they don't want to wait till the day of because a bunch of other people are out the day of. It's basically uh your trash goes out on Friday. So every Thursday is Black Friday for people looking for recyclables. You know, it's it's the day before everything's available to the public. Some people might yeah, notice that. They want to get a jump on it. They want to get the good stuff out of there before the late comers come to it. early bird gets the worm. Um, so there's that element of it going through regular trash. I mean, if you're hard enough to go through trash, you might not just be looking for recyclables. You might look, be looking for anything that you can pull apart and eat. Cause people, yeah. Th- and people, I get people, that. Too. People throw away perfectly fine shit. Another thing, if you're already going through trash, you don't give a fuck where that trash is. You're going to go back yeah. there. Oh, kick me out for going through your garbage. I mean, you yeah. kind of have to stand back and look at. Oh, you're mad I'm going through your garbage. Are you going to fight somebody for going through your garbage? They know you're not no, going to do that. And
2: okay. I know that I sound like a dick even bringing that up. But my point is, it's still tra- It's private property and trash. There could be some financial stuff or whatever in there. And no, and I get it. I've thought about that. Like, oh, if he's Mm-hmm. If he's so desperate, that he's rummaging through the trash. He must be hungry. But uh, yeah, well here's okay. Yeah, I'm gonna the, guess the a schizophrenic
1: homeless man looking to eat a <laughs> half maggot covered sub sandwich isn't gonna know what to do with the second half of a routing number on a torn up bank <laughs> statement. So I think you're safe. Good point. When I had when people would come through and I had the trash right underneath my bedroom window when I lived off Glendale. Um, I'd hear them uh, be very discreet about it. If they're going recycling, they'd be quiet about mm-hmm. it. They were there in the early morning. Yeah. Cause if they were loud, then I like, if you know, the not regular guy would come through and be loud and bang on the window and come out and be like, get the fuck out of here mm. and get at him. But otherwise I, I know you, know, I, 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 I'm be trying to be hopeful for the sake of humanity they're not. Mm-hmm. They're not. If they're a case in the joint, they're a case in the joint. If they want recycling, mm-hmm. they want recycling. It's two different groups of people.
0: Yeah. So,
1: I think, uh, especially in times right now when homeless shelters might be jam packed, because uh, you know nobody can panhandle. Nobody's given. Nobody's giving anybody money out their window right now. Yeah, it might be time for a little uh, a little bit of leniency. Or yeah, maybe just a sign that says, I understand you're going to talk to the neighbors first, but like, I understand you're going through the trash. No problem. Uh, a thing you can do if you're drinking a bunch of bottles and cans, put those in a different bag and put them on top of the trash. That way people are yeah. going to come be like, oh, the thing I want's right here. I don't have to root through it.
2: Yeah. Some neighbors on my block I've seen, they keep a, a cardboard box like out on their stoop. That has all their bottles and cans. Like, look, it's right here. Go yeah. ahead and take
1: it. We're trying to help you. In turn, please be quiet and respectful of the area instead of throwing trash all over, digging through it. Mm-hmm.
2: No, and I'm well aware that it makes me sound like a dick that I'm even complaining about this. But not uh, a it, dick, and nobody but has
1: not a situation. Nobody has a bigger before. soft
2: spot for homeless people than me. Like, I, I get it. I uh, I'm sympathetic, but uh, I don't know. It just it just struck me weird. Oh, but my point is, I didn't tell you this part. The guy I talked to. All right? So I talked to this guy, and we didn't, you know, it wasn't confrontational. He was, for the most part, respectful, even though he yeah. gave me some tood. Uh, but the next day, I'm talking to my neighbor uh, in the next building. He had his car broken into, and my neighbor has uh, a couple security cameras set up, mm-hmm. and I was telling him about— I was complaining to him about what I just complained about with the trash. And he goes, oh, was that you talking to the blonde-haired guy? Because he looked on a surveillance film, and he could see the homeless guy, but he couldn't see who the guy was talking to. He's like, oh, I saw that guy talking to somebody back there yesterday. Was that you? You were out of frame. I was like, yeah, that was me. He goes, dude, that guy on his bike while you're talking to him had my stolen tool bag that he jacked from back there a month earlier. Really? Yeah. Uh... And I was like, damn it, dude, if I'd have known that. I would have totally, you know, got it back for you and, and gave him a tongue lashing. But he was like, yeah, can you believe the either either the guy's really brazen or really stupid and doesn't remember, but he stole this guy's tool bag from the back of his property like a month ago. And then a month later, he's back there digging through our trash, and I'm talking to him. And I was like, oh, yeah, I saw the tool bag. He had like a tool bag and some duffel bags and stuff. I was like, I had no idea that was yours, and he stole it. I was like, I wish I did know. But that's my point, too. It's like some of these guys. Why would you a, again, fence the
1: tools, man?
2: Yeah, I don't know. That's what you Maybe he did. For. Maybe he got rid of the tools and kept the bag. But, uh, like, again, you know, I, I'm sorry you're homeless, but, damn, don't come back here stealing shit, man.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's also, like, yeah, clearly you don't have organizational skills to have a job if you're pulling stunts like that. That's where you're going to get busted. Mm-hmm.
2: You don't remember enough to not return to the scene of your crime.
1: I mean, that was, you know, I try to extend as many allowances as I can to homeless people. Like, it's not just simple solutions that Mm -hmm. something like, ah, this is just way easier to do. It's so cool. Like, go, cool. Go be homeless for a week and find out what it's actually like. Like when I, I didn't even realize this, like, my big thing is I I hate food waste. Like if you're ever eating at a restaurant mm-hmm. in a city, I've gone over this, but I'll remind people again: if you're eating in, at a restaurant where you know you walk by homeless people to get to that restaurant, you're in a city. Why would you ever at least not bring leftovers home for yourself, or just send them back to be thrown out? You get it mm-hmm. to go box, and you take it and you give it to somebody on your way back to your car or wherever you're going. It's so easy to do; they're not scary. But then I heard like oh yeah you can't just leave to go boxes out in front of somebody's tent or whatever because rats are a huge problem for them because they uh, live they live on the ground and so yep. so some cities uh have it where I'm, I'm sure like I'm, I'm guessing that Portland has it but I think maybe Denver where the public trash cans have, like, a ring around it. Like, you put your recyclables on the top because they know somebody's going to come by looking for those anyway. You can put Mm -hmm. them on the top and this ring. Or leave leftovers on the top of a mailbox or a newspaper box Mm -hmm. if they still have them. Anywhere elevated. take Get it to-go box. Leave them on an elevated situation so it's not as easy for rats to get them. Somebody will find that food and be very happy they did. And I've heard these old-school comics are just dickheads, like, going through... Hey, oh, you want this food? Uh, Is it vegan? Look, I can't believe a vegan homeless guy. What hack dog shit? Guess what? Maybe it's because they have food allergies and they know that vegan food usually eliminates unless it's a nut allergy. Or they realize how old something could be if it's a meat product or a seafood product, how if they get sick, it's a thousand times worse for them. So, therefore, yep. if it's something that doesn't have meat or it's vegetarian, it's easier for them to consume and if it is old or or room temperature instead of being refrigerated, they won't get as sick if it was like chicken or something like that. Mm-hmm. so these are things that I've learned it's not like I just knew them inherently, but now maybe you've learned them as a listener, and you can understand why homeless people have a right to be picky as well because if things don't if they have an upset stomach. They don't just go get to sit in on their toilet for a while and look at their phone. They have to shit the only pair of pants they have or find a mm-hmm. place where they won't be arrested for having diarrhea in public. Anyway. <laughs> not necessarily comedy, just a PSA. Oh, that's true. It's not, a, 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 you know, and some people are. They're drug addicts and they don't want to conform to the rules of a homeless shelter. Because uh, addiction is a real thing, as we both mm. say, from the comfort of wherever recording this with our alcohol. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, sorry. I got, think I got a little up. long-winded and righteous about that one, Dave.
2: That's all right. No, and, and I'm well aware that I sound like a dick for complaining about that. You don't sound like a it's dick, just,
1: but you don't, a lot of people aren't aware of the situation. You don't think that, like, oh, Every homeless person or even not homeless, but people that go collect recyclables know that Friday is the day they're going to get picked up. So Mm -hmm. everybody wants to wait till the last minute to get the most that they can in one hit. Yeah. So they're going to wait till like Friday, early a.m. before the trash trucks get there or they're going to go out Thursday or some real entrepreneurs are going to hit it Wednesday and Mm -hmm. take that day loss. But they'll get the five days worth from the last pickup. Or you're a real psycho and you just go Monday because, you know, people partied on the weekend. Oh, yeah. There you go. My sister went to school in Iowa and she said that because I was like, how there's so many people in Iowa City? It gets freezing here at winter. It's because their redemption value is 10 cents. Look at what the redemption value. Let me see if I can do that. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at a beer can right now.
2: That's a Seinfeld
1: yeah. episode. Is it? We talk about yeah. the
2: value. Kramer and and Newman try to uh, run a scheme where they haul uh, recyclables. I forgot the exact details, but they're going to drive them to Michigan because Michigan gives you a dime where everybody else gives you a nickel.
1: But if you're homeless, that's like, hey, do you want to just move so you can double your income in a college town? Yeah. You might not have to be homeless in a year after that.
2: I did that that was my first uh that was my introduction to capitalism and uh and and money was when I was like 5 or 6 is when I first learned that you could get paid for recycled cans and uh for one whole summer I used to make my dad drive me around to different trash cans and dumpsters and looking back now was like well I was kind of a dick because you know as homeless people could have taken those and used that money more but it's I I just couldn't it, it just i couldn't wrap my head around the concept of like holy shit this stuff is free in the trash and if i retrieve it i can take it to this other place and get money for it that was i, I was i was deep into the the bottles and cans game as a 5 or 6 there year old there are
1: people that pick up scrap metal you see those banged up pickup trucks with whatever mm-hmm. just like loosely tied up in the back like what is the health. this is, f- is going to fall off on the highway cuz that guy's going to cash it in for Several hundred dollars at some point. Yep. Anyway. Oh yeah. What well, are, I think I spoke too
2: soon on the Q and A's. We're already uh, well over an hour. What'd you get so delivered? Maybe, uh, Did you get food delivered? Uh Katie surprised me. I didn't I didn't what? realize it. She just she slipped me a note. Look at it. how sweet is this gal? She slipped me a note. She said, I love you, boo. I have I order you a Korean bowl with short ribs. It is coming. <clears throat> Soon. Oh, she, she even wrote
1: it all Asian-like.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, now God. I feel guilty now that I know the video is running in, in my face of, like, being proud of the joke.
2: <sighs> oh,
1: my God. This it's idea funny. of videoing us, is good, it's going to bury us, Dave.
2: Yeah, I, yeah, we still don't know what we're going to do with this. But, yeah, people have <laughs> been asking, when are we going to? Have uh, video versions of the podcast. Well, it we might, don't know if this, we're going to put it on. This might not
1: even show up. We're doing a real yeah. field test with this one. Yeah. Yeah.
2: But anyway, uh, yeah, we'll get to some Q&As next week.
1: <laughs> or whenever. As, or, or, or for the Patreon, the, if you want to subscribe yeah. to the Patreon. Or maybe this video episode is only up on Patreon. We don't even know yet. How bad yeah, we don't know. do you want the monster to boogie with you? <laughs> Oh, Jesus. <laughs> threw that out
2: real sassy-like. Anything to plug? Uh, how's how's your thing with uh, mm. Bronger going? Well, give us the details it's on that fun.
1: again. It's we fun. Do, we do Hey Girl at 5 p.m. Pacific on uh, holdthephone.tv, which is a... a now, do you uh, have
2: to be there live in the moment, or, no, or can we watch really, it after the No, we're releasing
1: fact? them on YouTube. We're releasing all the back okay. But if you want to participate, call in, submit questions, you can do that. And it's been nice. fun. Bronger's one of my oldest comedy friends. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, we uh, go way back. Yeah, we go way, way back. Chicago way back. And uh, much like this podcast, like we st- well, actually not much like this, because we don't start with a plan on this one. We're like, we'll find it. Mm-hmm. And we do. That's the gift we have, Dave. Mm-hmm. We bullshit at each other quite well, if I can say that, yep. Dave. Oh, yeah. I think we do a pretty good job. We
2: have good bullshit chemistry, Kyle.
1: We got, man, two two handfuls of bullshit in the same pot being stirred around. <laughs> but uh, Hey, right. look what I almost stepped in. Oh, man, right. class. <laughs> what, what? Is that, I mean, that's a street <laughs> joke, right? Yeah. But is that the guy, the guy, the brother-in-law in Raising Arizona? Uh, his boss. Oh, yeah. it's the Nick, boss. Nick Cage's right. boss. Yeah, a yeah, man of the Polish persuasion. Walks
2: into a bar, holds a big old pile of dog shit, says, hey, look what I almost stepped
1: in. Mind you, don't cut yourself. <laughs>
2: your throat. I was watching. A, I've restarted Sopranos again. I do it every year. And uh, Sopranos fans will know. <laughs> I love that that's in, your
1: 12 days of Christmas is watching the Sopranos. Yeah,
2: absolutely. And uh, season two or three, when uh, Uncle June gets cancer, and he goes to uh, he, he goes to this one doctor. He only likes a guy because his name is John Kennedy. And I couldn't place that actor. And then it hit me. Duh. That's the guy who we're talking about. That's a guy from Raisin, Arizona.
1: What I wonder what it's like when somebody's like, you know, you are a great asshole. And then you mm-hmm. just have to be like, I guess I'm an asshole in this movie again. Yeah. And you're like, let me branch out and try this role. And are like, nah, you're an asshole.
2: Nah. You're you're better at being a dick.
1: I watched, uh, going back to Raising Arizona instead of The Sopranos, we watched Blood Simple the other night, which is the first Coen Brothers movie, I believe.
2: I've never seen that. I still haven't
1: seen that. I want to see it. Um, It was fine.
2: It's fine. Okay. I get you.
1: I think... I have to, you know what, I have to, like, check myself out of what year it is, how old I am, and what I've experienced, because you have to, like, think about how mm-hmm. filmmaking was just done at a slower pace. You know, now I think some movies are made in mind knowing, like, that you have your phone to look at while you watch it. Of course. So I had to kind of watch it with a... Excuse... <clears> oh. <throat> sorry. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> with with an idea that it's made at a little slower, but and it's there's some very, uh, like artistic shots, some good cinematography, some very Coen mm-hmm. Brothers kind of real dark humor to way some of up. But I, I found it to be very slow going. Okay. But a young Frances McDormand.
2: <clears throat> oh, love her. I can't. She might be
1: my favorite actress. That movie was 1984. Raising Arizona is like 1986. In blood. It's when? 87. 87. Okay, three years. Mm-hmm. Somehow mm-hmm. blood simple. She looks like fresh-faced, maybe 21, 22. Really? And then you throw her with the beehive hairdo being a <laughs> nag over in, in Raising Arizona, passing for a mid-30s. Yeah. God damn, She's so she'll crush. She'll crush it. She crushes whatever she. She's great, honestly. Any role, like what about Frances McDonald? Put her in it. Yeah, put her in. I want to see her as the murderer in the next, or like as a detective in True Detective. Ooh, have they had? Okay. La- have they had lady detectives
2: in True Detective? No, they haven't. Are they doing a fourth? I don't know. Speaking of which, they're about to come out with season four of Fargo, which I'm very excited. Oh, who's in there? I haven't
1: who's in that. Heard, who's in
2: that? Uh, Chris Chris Rock is the lead. Yeah, and it's a it's period. It's set in the fifties. Uh, I believe it's the fifties. Uh, he's he's big into the Kansas City mafia. Casey Mob. Would yeah, they just play? Which, a, which, would they just
1: play a big role in what what show?
2: Well, they they were in Casey Mob was a big part of season two of Fargo. So, I, and, and what Fargo is great about the TV show is pretty much every season there's some connection to other seasons. So, I think um, the big boss man who has a stroke and then later dies in season two of Fargo, uh, I think we see that character uh, like 20, 30 years before in season four. Okay. So, they're, they're good at, uh, You know, other characters popping up in other seasons.
1: Can I? Oh, shit. I smashed my headphones.
2: Can I? You've seen all of the Fargos, right? I I think so. Dude.
1: First one's Billy Bob Thornton. Yep. What's that second one
0: got going on?
2: Second one's set in 79. It's got uh, Bokeem Woodbine. And uh, who's who's the guy? Who's Fat Matt Damon? Uh, Jesse Plemons. That guy's great. Yeah. Uh and then who's his wife, uh blonde gal? Uh Christ, Kirsten Dunst. Uh, yeah, she She's yeah, great, they yeah.
1: both nailed it. Okay, that yeah. one um so mm. good.
2: Season three dropped off a little. I didn't care for it as much, but is, after a second and third viewing, I appreciate what they're trying to do with Who was in season, in season
1: three. three? Who's in
2: that then? Season three is uh you and McGregor playing two roles. He's playing twin brothers or brother, not twins, but uh brothers. He plays two two characters. I don't know if I watched that one. Yeah, I'm not a huge Ewan McGregor fan, so that kind of spoiled me on three. Oh, good. But uh, good. after I watched it like two or three times, it uh, it's not as good as season one and two, but that's not fair because those are two of the best seasons of any show ever. Uh, but it's still solid. Season three is solid if you give it a chance.
1: Can I give you some homework that I'm also giving to myself right now? Sure. Have you ever seen Snowpiercer?
2: No, you told me about that, and I put it on my queue on Netflix. I'm going to watch that.
1: Okay. Now this is a this is a Reddit idea kind of conspiracy, uh-huh. but more just like movie goofy shit. People think that Snowpiercer is a very dark sequel to Willy Wonka in a chocolate factory. No, how so? I am not sure. <laughs> I am truly unsure. But okay. I started reading about it and the idea without spoiling too much <clears throat> snowpiercer i don't think i'm spoiling it <clears throat> it's uh, b- uh fuck i'm going to sound racist by fucking up his name but the guy who directed parasite who won the oscar
2: okay yeah i have no idea who the guy's bong name is but yeah bong
1: june who? fuck that was a bold move on my part to be honest
2: did you, is what? it correct? Is no, that, that no,
1: no idea. My, my phone okay. and all my devices are too far away from me. So all I can see yeah. is my audio rate. I don't know. It's taping. My phone's dark, a full black mirror situation. And I guessed on an Asian man's name. I might be canceled uh-huh. before this episode even comes out. <clears throat> but the guy who directed Parasite got an Oscar for it, directed Snowpiercer. Snowpiercer is about how they tried to rectify global warming
0: through Uh some
1: sort of shit. It winds up icing over the whole Earth, and the only Hmm. society left is this train that is rocketing around the Earth's, uh, you know, through a uh, a track through the whole Earth. Bong Jun Ho, um, Bong Jun Ho, yeah, not Bong who? Whatever I said, Bong Jun Ho. Close. Okay. All right. Not that bad. Not that bad. Mm-hmm. It's like oh, oh, uh, oh, David Adamson. No, it's Adam Davidson. It's fine. What I did was Close fine. Enough. What I said was yeah. fine. <clears throat> so this, what I don't understand is like, why are they just on? Why do they have to be on a train? Why is mm-hmm. the train moving? But the train has every ecosystem in it, and it's and it's separated by class. The end of the train is the poorest people. As mm-hmm. you move towards the front of the train. It's better class systems and more amenities available to them. And at the head of the train is the guy who runs everything and lives by himself. There's a theory that whoever's at the front of the train is actually Charlie from Willy Wonka's, like, he grew up and created this. I need to read more about it, but enough people have supported the idea online and because it's not some grand conspiracy theory like uh the uh, corona's a uh, it was created by the government like it's not that it's just an easy idea for movies i guess what i'm saying is if you buy into it it doesn't mean you're a total fucking psycho it just okay. means that maybe two movies are weird and go with each other hmm. so i i only watched Snow piercer just because people said it was good. And it was and it was an enjoyable movie. I liked it. But, well, I'll check that out. But now I want to watch it. Should we give each other assignments for each week? Like a thing. Ooh, okay. Hey, Dave, after five years, should we maybe take this podcast <laughs> seriously? <laughs> <laughs> do, you think, do you think there's a moment where maybe we should act
0: like we're involved in this
1: do um, a little fucking work just some just something What are you drinking, Dave? You're going to laugh. I don't want to tell you. Is it Squirt? Is it Squirt and uh, Captain Morgan spiced rum?
2: No, Call but it's it a just Captain as ridiculous. Squirt. It's what? It's just as ridiculous. Uh, this is something I came up with. I've never seen it at a bar. I've never seen anybody drinking it, uh, but it just makes sense to me. Beer, you got me on the, te- you got me on the tequila.
1: Beer and orange juice is called a brass monkey. Somebody said so. Yes, on the Reddit, and they were correct. And I forgot that. I didn't story.
2: realize that, but, anyway, but yeah, on. I know that song. I never paid attention to Do, the lyrics. Someone man. else today, someone sent me a a message saying not not beer mosa, a brew driver. Okay, womp womp womp. I like no brew, brew driver, like screwdriver. Brew driver's uh, cool. No, I like brew- that'd be great. Other than other than the fact that I fucking can't stand cutesy wordplay, but brew um,
1: driver sounds so mean.
2: Yeah, dude, I'm drinking <laughs> drinking tequila and Red Bull. <laughs> it works. No, it doesn't. It works for me. Te- te- Red Bull's my guilty pleasure. I know it's horrible. What? But. Every now and then Are you ready to throw
1: away Years of culinary advice You've given these listeners (laughs) By saying Red Bull's your guilty pleasure
2: It is I enjoy it every now and then I don't drink it every day I have two Red Bulls a week I don't drink coffee Every now and then I need a jolt And it it jolts me up Perks me up And I thought You know what? What? Why not throw a little tequila in there? Ah. Ah. You pay a Red Bull, vodka, vodka, Red Bull's a thing. So why not tequila,
1: Red Bull? All right. I'm going to tell you why you're wrong. Okay. Several ways. Uh-huh. First off, tequila is its own Red Bull. Yeah. It's te- okay. It's tequila. Uh-huh. Like tequila is the get you going alcohol. Every other yeah. alcohol, downer. Tequila, magically... It's a get you going booze. Uh huh. You do not need to amplify that. Red Bull is just I like it bad. No, I know. I'm. I'm you I'm like well the aware. flavor? I do. <laughs> I like the bite. How far out are we, like, from like a Red Bull braised pork shoulder? <laughs> have you cooked, Dave? Have you cooked with Red Bull yet?
2: I have not. No, and I don't think that would work. Okay. Um you don't I'm trying to think, think off it off the work. top of my head. I'm giving you an maybe assessment. some sort of wing sauce, maybe some sort of garlic parmesan red bull uh, type wing sauce.
1: Oh, don't mention any dairy next to red okay. bull.
2: Okay. Yeah.
0: Ooh.
1: Oh. Yeah, that's rough. I someone told me that like the even the athletes that are sponsored by Red Bull. Red Bull tells them, like, don't drink more than two of these in a day.
2: Yeah, I've heard that. <laughs> you know, speaking of tequila uh, mixed drinks, I think I've told you about this. Red uh, Bull. Uh, okay, something a little better than Red Bull. Uh, Leonard Cohen used to drink this, and I think he called it a Red Needle. Uh, ironically, there's no Red Bull in Monster it. Monster
1: Energy uh, and Mr. Pim. <laughs> <laughs> Leonard Cohen's red, favorite Everybody knows Red Needle He loved that Cranberry
2: bridge. juice Cranberry and tequila Instead of a vodka crayon How about a tequila crayon
1: I would support that Entirely mm-hmm. Versus what you're consuming right now Yeah Versus what you're having And a If you pissed a, uh, If you pissed in some <laughs> tequila I'd be like Please have that Please have that As long as you didn't drink Have red you Bull. ever
2: had a Red Bull?
1: Have you ever had a Red Bull? It's like the comedy club, like, oh, I'm on in ten minutes and I can't slam a cup of coffee. Mm-hmm. I guess I'll have like do you remember when Red Bull was sold? It was sold in tiny amounts? Here, back to our culinary conspiracies. Was it sold in tiny amounts to be Well like, the
2: original hey. is a eight ounce can, eight eight point four, I think. But
1: was that all marketing to be like this shit's pretty powerful? You shouldn't have more than that.
2: Oh, as opposed to coming out originally in a 12-ounce can like normal soda.
1: Yeah, like, oh, look, this is like, uh, this is a tool. It's not a drink. Mm -hmm. It's a tool. So you should only have, like, the five-hour energy things. Like, they could dilute that in soda water with some flavor in a regular can and be fine. But the fact that it's fixed, I bet that's all marketing. Marketing conspiracies or, a.k.a. marketing, could be a Mm -hmm. whole episode yeah or the entire podcast if we wanted to cuz marketing is just trickery so the fact that they somebody thought like we need to come up with machines that make smaller cans but if it looks smaller it'll make it look like it's a uh, utilitarian drink as ver- as opposed to <laughs> like oh i'll just have like a coke you know i'll just drink a pepsi to yeah. warm up, like uh, wake up no, this is a small can and it means I have business to do right now. It's all psychological.
2: Dude, mm. when they first came out, I think around 2000 is when Red Bull came out Yeah. and I was working I was working at 99X in Atlanta radio station. Oh, uh, radio and dudes uh, had to
1: love that shit. Dude,
2: they they brought in Real. because in radio radio was like the the early uh the precursor to like an influencer. So, like, companies would give us just, just grosses of of, of free shit. Uh, uh, not, not necessarily. Like, it wasn't like a, an obligation. Like, you don't have to talk about this. But like, they just give it to you for free in hopes that maybe you'd bring it up in conversation.
1: of monster energy out on the dock.
2: Oh. Dude, they gave us uh, so much red, free Red Bull, but they also gave us the little uh, the little fridge, the little Red Bull College Boy fridge. Yeah, and uh, we had that in the studio, and it was just always stocked. A little bitty, I don't know, two and a half feet by two and a half feet little college boy fridge, but but like with the clear the 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 yep. the see through door. So like a little display case, but anyway, they would put that in there in the studio, and like, hey man, have all these you want. And I, uh, there was a period of time where I was working overnight shift. I'd I'd come in at like two a.m. I'd work the two a.m. to six a.m. the prime shift, right? And uh, but when they when they sent that to us, dude, I used to drink like four or five of those in a shift. And oh. by the time my shift was over, I was just I was a fucking crank addict. I
1: go to the emergency I was ready to room keep, every day.
2: Yeah. <laughs> but like it kept me awake, you know, through those the Just shine the, the little schedule.
1: flashlight in my eyes. Just make sure I'll be I'll be okay to get to work tonight.
2: Yeah, I remember that and it's like, oh, this Red Bull's pretty cool. And I like the small and, cans. And makes, I can just and crush it.
1: And they went they didn't try to go into any traditional sports. They all they made a smart money move. I don't I would love mm-hmm. to know if like extreme sports came to them because BMX, skateboarding, all that stuff died out at the turn of the century, early aughts, uh-huh. late 90s, early aughts. It was fucking dead. And yeah. then X Games came around and was still kind of not doing great. Uh-huh. But every one of those motherfuckers had the Red Bull helmet or was like sipping the Red Bull during the post-run interview. Like where what Gatorade did for... Traditional athletics, Red Bull, ca- and then Red Bull created their own events. Red Bull was creating like soapbox derby, like funny, silly things, soapbox derby events. The fluke the fluke tag, whatever. Make your own flying machine. It's one giant Red Bull commercial that everybody participated in. Everybody, meaning the people that would make a thing and. Marketing marketing deserves its own episode, Dave. Yeah. But also, yeah, those radio guys, you could tell when they would plug something that was just keeping them jacked up. Mm-hmm. What am I doing? Before uh, that, it goat weed.
2: <laughs> Before Red Bull, uh, the same... The same thing happened uh, with us
1: with Surge. Do you remember Surge? I remember I well, we had jolt cola mm-hmm. and some things would come out like twice the caffeine Pepsi yep. my, twice the
2: sugar, twice the caffeine. Uh,
1: red what was it? Mountain Dew Red? Code red.
2: That's a that's a solid drink.
1: That was like the video gamers thing. Like you hear about that dude that mm-hmm. just drank code red for five days and then his heart blew up? Oh,
2: boy. Well, we should probably wrap this up. I got Korean food to eat.
1: Oh, yeah, you got a nice. You got it delivered uh, Mm -hmm. with a note spoken ethnically. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you got a bulgogi bowl?
2: I love you, boo. I have your Korean bowl is coming with extra short rib, just FYI. That's, that's a sweet. I game.
1: guess not pluralizing ribs, but it's sh- yeah. pluralizing it is American. Short rib is the name of the thing you're getting. You're just getting more of a short rib. Yeah.
0: Hmm.
1: Like you wouldn't pluralize extra short, uh, extra chicken breasts. It's would say extra that's chicken true. breast.
0: hmm.
1: I was wrong. Turns out I was That's wrong. okay. Go eat your Korean food. I got to figure out what to do. Rachel's mad at me, so I'm just going to hang out in the garage for another. What's she
2: mad at you about? What'd you do?
1: Nothing. I probably mouthed off or something.
2: Is she really mad at you?
1: Ah, you know, just hanging. We're just hanging, having a thing.
2: (laughs) It's all right. It's just the price of doing business, baby.
1: Hey, 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 man. Yeah. Hey, customers, (laughs) not always right. I don't know what that means. Anyway, I realized uh, we've been videoing this the whole time. My computer. Yeah, yeah. So. Hello.
2: Yeah, we're, we're we got video evidence of this. I gotta read some bullshit. fucking Dracula's is what I gotta do. Go read some Dracula. Plug uh, plug your uh, your other thing real quick. What's what's the name of it again? Yeah, girl. Hey, girl. We're doing Hey, girl. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. Hey, you hey, and Matt Bronk hey every Friday.
1: Fridays on, at five p.m. Yeah, just look if you. Nobody listening to this doesn't know who we are. Yeah. So you'll find it. You'll find it.
2: You'll find it. I'll plug uh real quick the Stonebergs, myself and my fiance Katie Strandberg. uh haven't dropped the episode this week yet. Usually we drop on Monday. Haven't uh, been able to do one yet this week because she got a tooth pulled and she's been talking real funny for about a week. She got a tooth real pulled. Loopy. You're
1: fighting homeless people. You had a rough week. <laughs>
2: But uh we should be able to drop uh, the new episode any day now so we'll get that out to you uh the Stonebergs uh wherever you get your podcasts. Also uh offer still stands if you need a free cookbook. I've got three volumes of Dave Stone's Kitchen Survival Guide. They're 10 bucks a piece, 2 for 16, all 3 for 20. If you're in a pinch and you can't afford it, holler at me, I'll give it to you for free. And uh big thanks to everybody who's purchased those and like I said last week uh bigger thanks To the people who've purchased them once and then uh, later sent me more money to make up for the ones I've given out for free, which I feel guilty accepting your money, but in this uh, weird time, I'll take it. And big thanks.
1: Now pay Dave. Dave needs the money. Hey, can I? Do you have Do you have a recipe or anything this week, or was that the coleslaw where you're like shred some Uh, carrots? I'm trying to think. Can Um, I do a comic? No, I don't have. Can I do a comic of the week? Do a comic of the week. Who we got? Uh, there's an album out right now by Dwayne Kennedy. Okay. And Dwayne Kennedy is not someone, uh, you know, which is why the album is called who the hell is Dwayne Kennedy. And Dwayne Kennedy is the reason I do stand up comedy. Uh, really Dwayne Kennedy was the dude in Chicago that when I started doing comedy, like, I don't know if you had this when you started Dave, but like, Oh, it's an open mic or it's like a, even if it's an open mic, you knew it. it wasn't like an LA open mic. It was like an open mic, but it's like, oh, we still know everybody, so we'll kind of pay attention. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then Dwayne would just show up, and people would just be like, beg him to go on. And he would. Mm-hmm. He was always very respectful of his time, but everybody there would be like, oh, shit, Dwayne's on at an open mic, which was the equivalent of just name whatever your favorite guitarist is dropping in an open mic really it was he would show up is he the dude it, i met he's not the Grant? dude in the band
2: no he's no, not the dude I'm, in the band
1: who's also a doctor no no that's Dar. that's daryl it's daryl wilson okay okay it's dwayne kennedy also black dude with a head full of dreads so mm-hmm. but he would show up and it was just like oh Everybody watched, not because it was gonna be funny, but it's like, hey, do we all need to learn something? We've been doing open mics to each other. We need to learn something now. Let's watch mm-hmm. Dwayne walk up at hour three of an open mic and level the place like it's the hottest audience on a Friday night show at Zany's. Wow.
2: That is for people for people who've never done comedy, like that is impressive. If he really did that.
1: It's like, imagine like, imagine like when parties were a thing and you'd go to a party at 1230 and everybody Mm -hmm. there is just about to leave that party. But you showed up and people were, you were excited. They're excited. You're there. And then you turn it on and everybody's like, thank God we're at this party. So-and-so went off. was the, had stories. Dwayne was just the best. Had history, was a comic in the late 80s. Throughout the 90s, went through the boom, went through the bust. Still did it for the love of the game. Was a ghost. Was the best comic that nobody heard of. He'd show up on a festival, crush it. Industry be like, who are you? Be on all this stuff. He would disappear for years. Still not sure if he's a real person. He's got wow. an album. Uh, Hari Kondabolu and W. Kamau Bell. And I don't know who else was in, like, just decided, like you need to have an album out. He retreats. Anytime he gets attention, he retreats. He's like a weird <laughs> nocturnal creature that just goes away anytime somebody's like, you're great. He retreats into his cave. Dwayne Kennedy. Who the hell is Dwayne Kennedy? Know about him. Right on. You're, you're, you're a Seinfeld fan. You oh, might yeah. know him as the guy who kept going off about George Washington Carver to Elaine at the party.
2: No way. That's him? Yep. Yeah. Wow, that's early Seinfeld. That's like season one or season two.
1: I would watch. I went to open mics, and I'm so now we're at like hours. She's tapping her head. Yeah, we're Uh we're at hour forty minutes of this episode. Uh, People are listening to listen. You got nothing else to do. I went to open mics for about three months before I ever performed on an open mic. I just went and watched, and the most important thing for me was to watch the people that did bad. And watch them come back the next week and do bad again. And they weren't bad comics, Mm -hmm. but they were trying stuff or they were new. And the fact that they could come back each week and bomb gave me the courage to do it. Not the people that did well and got accolades, but the people that did poorly and still had the fortuitiveness to -hmm. just go through with it. That was inspirational. Somebody who sucks at comedy, who keeps going back to an open mic, you will learn more from them than anybody who crushes with the same jokes every week. True, Dwayne would show up maybe once a month, brand new jokes, but just have a command over the room, be unbothered by it being an open mic. And I learned so much from that. That's the only way I got people to come see me do comedy in the first four years of doing comedy in Chicago was by being like, listen, Dwayne's going to be on. Like, Oh, that guy's real funny. I'm like, yeah, sit through all these Mm -hmm. other people. You'll see Dwayne Kennedy. He sold so many $5 tickets to comedy shows. But my first open mic that I performed on, I did okay. I got off stage, (coughs) and it was Dwayne Kennedy and Monty. I don't I mentioned here, Pal Monty, who -hmm. was also like a staple of the scene and was like everybody knew who he was and would just go up and fuck off. He was this crazy, uh, big, fat, punk rock dude who just didn't give a shit and was real funny and hilarious and didn't care. Those two guys were like... That was funny. You should definitely come back next week and try this again. So if you don't like my comedy, blame Monty and blame (laughs) Dwayne Kennedy. If you do like my comedy, find out where I ripped off everything from and listen to Dwayne Kennedy's Who the Hell is Dwayne Kennedy's album. If you want to find out how so many Chicago comics, ask any Chicago comic from mid to late 90s, early aughts, who is who in Dwayne Kennedy? That's the fucking guy. And he just got an album out because other people told me he should have one. He might. And this is his first album. He might be as old as I am. He might be 80 years old. Nobody knows. He's like a weird <laughs> Kung Fu master that would just kind of disappear into the ether. Sometimes I only knew he was in LA because somebody's like, Hey, Hey, Dwayne's in town because he's doing Jimmy Kimmel tonight. Do you want to go hang out there? Like, okay, yeah. Nobody, he wasn't performing anywhere. He was just on a TV show to do stand-up. Wow. And then he would just disappear into the night. Five years later. Oh, Dwayne's going to be on Jimmy Fallon tonight. How? Who saw him? Nobody knows. Yeah.
2: That's awesome. Anyway,
1: that's my comic of the week, comic of the year, comic of the lifetime. Dwayne Kennedy.
2: Right on. Well, good times, buddy. Yeah,
1: man. We 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 got we got this, this a this is a husky episode. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry. I kept, I'm, I'm keeping you from your Korean food, Dave. I'm sorry. That's okay.
2: That's not a problem. Go get that. Go
1: get that bulgogi bowl.
2: I oh boy, you go I'm get that do bulgogi do some bowl. damage. <laughs> All right, buddy. Always fun catching up in these weird quarantine times. Yeah, man. And. uh we will eventually get to, uh, back to some semblance of structure and order uh, within this chaotic podcast, but uh, until then, we're just having fun.
1: Yeah, yeah. We're having fun. I, I don't know if so, there's yeah. graphics in this. If there was, it was probably Kevin who did them, so thanks to Kevin. <laughs> Otherwise, go fuck yourselves.
2: Go fuck yourselves. All right, that's a great place to, to end on. All right, we'll see y'all later. Thanks for listening. We love you and the Lord loves you. Bye-bye.
0: The Boogie Monster.